0: to all of those who, uh, who uh, did that reading. It's just fun seeing people, isn't it? It's just fun. Uh, you know. Yeah. Phil, do you want to lead some applause for them? Oh, excellent work. Yeah, thank you, because it's just lovely to see people's faces. It's 2020 and we need to catch up with people virtually as well as in person. Now, I wonder, have you noticed this? I think Christmas decorations Broke much earlier this year didn 't they? We were seeing them in November and uh, and Christmas lights and all kinds of things like that and I think around Exeter, a whole bunch of people have played a blinder with their lights some some lights are absolutely massive some um, are funny, and others just twinkle tastefully in the dark, but they all bring light to our darkness. They all bring light to 2020. I gather from the news that in Brighton, and this may be a spoof, and you can never really tell these days, but uh, a council electrician seems to have put up some Christmas lights, uh, not only with what you might call some rude shapes, but also from certain angles, you can see some messages uh, with things like, I hate my job and buy more crap which is obviously adding to the festive cheer. But whatever, whatever shape our lights are in, it's really important that uh, the light shakes off the gloom of this year. There's a singer called Tracy Thorne, and she brought out a really lovely um, Christmas song called Joy, and it, uh, talking about Christmas in it, she says, you loved it as a kid, and now you need it more than you ever did it's because of the dark we see the beauty of the spark and lights breaking into our darkness are beautiful but they're not just beautiful I would say they're absolutely necessary some years ago Joe and I uh, got lost in the mountains we were lost in deep snow amongst tall trees in a steep valley and it was at the end of the day and uh, the fact that we were on skis only meant that we just got lost quicker so for a while, we didn't know we were lost. It was just, we were just going along. But suddenly, we had no idea which way was home. And we looked around, and uh, way, way over on uh, the other side of the valley, uh, we could see one figure. And he was about this big. Well, to us, he was about this big. Obviously, he was far away. And, um, and we shouted and shouted to him. And eventually, we thought he might have heard us. And he seemed to be make, sort of making a gesture of, stay there. Uh, But we couldn't be sure. But anyway, uh, we thought we would do that and it got dark really quickly. And we're thinking to ourselves, well, how do we get out of this? Um, Because perhaps he hasn't seen us or perhaps um, uh, we're not doing the right thing or what he said. And we thought to ourselves, could we use uh, our intelligence and wit to get out of this situation? And we thought no not really it's our intelligence and wit that got us into the situation in the first place or we asked one another do we have a nice piece of kit like it's some gps thing that would uh, put out a signal whereby we could be found and alas we hadn't brought anything we thought could we physically endure the night in the snow and we weren't sure and we realized that we couldn't get through the night without resources from somewhere else from some help and uh, we waited probably for about an hour I guess in the dark and uh, felt like about 50 years and at last we saw a couple of lights bobbing through the trees and the lights turned out to be attached to a couple of guys heads and uh, they came and they um, took us on a really mazy run uh, through some trees and then we had to climb uphill for a while but we did get out and they led us out and we'd never have got out of there without their help. And I wonder if uh, as we look around life in general you might want to agree with me that the world has somehow also lost its way. The world a bit like my hair in the morning, is beautiful, but a mess. And I think 2020 has confirmed it. You know, this is the strangest, messiest year that we have ever endured. However old you are, it must be the strangest year. And also the really unusual thing that everyone in the world has been experiencing the same thing. Uh, It must be the first time in human history that that has happened across the whole world. And if you look at all the big stuff, the politics, the environment, the business, the economics, etc we look like we're in some trouble. And most of the time, when we're in trouble, we can happily point to other people and pin the blame on them, uh, or maybe pin the blame on the virus, or something else other than us. But if we're honest, and uh, maybe at 3 a.m. we occasionally are, we know that we sometimes uh, might want to admit that we contribute to the trouble in the world by what we say and what we do. Now this kind of state of things is not a shock to the writers of the Bible, and although they didn't live in 2020, informed by the Bible, Christians see the world like this, that the world is made by God, and it was good, but it's been messed up by us. And we've tried to fix things, and sometimes we've done things really well. But in the end, we need some outside help because as someone said, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. The mess everywhere comes from the mess inside us. So our writer, John, who uh, was read by a whole bunch of people just now, he says, at some point in human history, a light shone through the dark woods at Christmas time. And it's a light, he says, that brings life to everyone. And that everyone includes you and includes me. And he goes on to talk about that God in his wisdom sent a son to us, someone who was born as a baby, announced by angels to shepherds and by a star to wise men and to astrologers. And this, this boy grew up and lived like no one had ever lived before. And then eventually, as an, as an adult, he would be killed by the authorities and three days later he would be raised to life. And so, Christians say he is alive now. And I remember someone saying to me uh, when we were having a discussion about Christian faith, she said, I'm all for Christianity and faith and doing good, all that is brilliant, but it's Jesus who I can't really get along with. And I said, well, that, that is a shame, really because he's the main man. He's the center of everything. Without him, nothing in Christianity works at all. And there is a point in people's lives sometimes where people come to that realization that, that uh, Jesus Christ, this person, this, this boy, baby born a couple of thousand years ago, has become the center of everything. And that's what Christians celebrate at Christmas and people recognize that from time to time our colleague carl robinson who uh, joe was talking about earlier he uh, tells the story about how uh, he suddenly recognized this and uh, we got 90 seconds of him coming up now and he'll tell you that
1: so go back about 15 years and uh, I wasn't a Christian. I would probably call myself an atheist, if, if anything. I, I didn't really believe in God. I, didn't, I thought it was just all a silly idea. And, um, and so Christmas, to me, uh, didn't really mean that much. It was just something that kind of happened around me. There were lots of nice lights up, and I could get drunk with my friends a bit more than usual and, um, and spend loads of money that I didn't have. And, um, and like everything in my life, probably, I was kind of make, making it up. and making it up as I went along and uh, my life didn't really have any kind of meaning or purpose Um, but then I started to find out a little bit about Jesus and uh, it was amazing what I found out and I realised that I didn't actually know it and I hadn't actually checked it out really myself. And so uh, now, 15 years later, you know everything. My, my Christmas is such a different thing now because it's it's charged with meaning. It's a time when I get to uh, focus on Him again and remember that amazing truth that in Jesus. God became a human being. He's not a God who is far away or we have to make like clever philosophical ideas about. He's a God that we can know and we can see in Jesus. So uh, it's given my life real kind of meaning and purpose that it just didn't have before. So Christmas is a massively special time. And um, I guess my prayer for you guys and for everyone really is just that some of that would be discoverable to you this year. As well,
0: so uh, merry Christmas. Thanks, Carl. And uh, our writer John outlines a problem in uh, what we heard just now. He he says not everyone recognizes the light, Jesus. Not everyone receives the light, and not everyone thinks they need help. Not everyone thinks uh, they need to find a way back home. Uh, and some back themselves to work, work, work themselves out of trouble, whatever trouble they got in. But some do, he says. And those who uh, welcome the light into their lives uh, can have a kind of story, a bit like Carl's. And uh, I remember reading a book by someone called Douglas Coupland, and he wrote a book called Life After God. And he and he wanted to write this book to really the first generation who's who, in in the West who lived without religion and had grown up without religion of any sort. And he said, what happens if we're raised without religion and beliefs? We all have spiritual impulses, but where do these beliefs go? And uh, and I was reading this book and I was really surprised at the end that, uh, I think it's on the last page, he says this, and it's a sort of confessional moment for him as a writer. He says, now, here is my secret. I tell it to you with an openness of heart that I doubt I shall ever achieve again. So I pray that you are in a a quiet room as you hear these words. My secret is that I need God, that I'm sick and can no longer make it alone. I need God to help me give, to help me be kind, to help me love. And our writer, John, talks about how this need that Douglas Coupland expresses, his need for God, which he admits uh, in secret, how that need can be satisfied. And the good news is that John writes, to those who receive him, those who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. He gave them the right to become children of God. So parents want the best for their children, and uh, children, when they're raised by a parent or parents well, uh, kids know they're loved, they know they belong, they know who they are, they know they're resourced, and uh, they kind of grow up knowing what's good and bad in life. And that is the kind of relationship that God, through Jesus, invites us into, us with our heavenly parents. Who wants us to know that we're loved he wants us to know that we belong that we know who we are that we can grow up knowing what is right and wrong and good and bad and all those kinds of things it's what god offers to us in jesus and it's possible for you and i to know that we're loved and to know who we are and why we're here and as carl said we find ourselves having meaning and purpose in our lives You're born to biological parents, but the Bible will put it like this, that you're born again to a spiritual parent, and that is a wonderful thing. So, lastly, what does it mean, as John says, to receive Jesus and believe in His name? What does that mean? Well, simply this. It simply means to welcome Him into your life and to trust your life to Him completely. It's the rescue that we're looking for. We're looking for the lights coming through the trees. And that's what we need. What does it mean to receive and believe? Simply this, to welcome him into your life and to trust your life to him completely. And that is always only one prayer away and can happen for you today. Or you may want to think on it. Uh, Maybe come to Alpha. You can sign up on our website or you can pick up... uh, a little booklet that explains more about the Christian faith at Christmas, and it's called Why Christmas, and they look like this, and they'll be by the door. But I would like to pray, and if you would join me in this prayer, you may have known Christ for a long time, or you may just want to step into something today for the first time, make a tentative step to know God, and you can pray this prayer in the quietness of your own hearts along with me. So why don't we close our eyes? And if you would like to, pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I've heard that your love never fails and that you're willing to forgive and that you have the power to heal. I've heard that before I knew about you, you knew me. You loved me and you gave yourself for me. Today, I want to know and experience God's love for myself. So I turn towards your kindness and forgiveness with my deepest needs and my deepest wounds. Pour your healing into my life and make me new. Show me the way to go and I will follow. Amen. Let's sing again.
1: Yeah, do you want to stand for our final song?
0: See
1: amid the wind to snow